You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel and my daughter, Bridget Capel, episode number 21. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm really excited tonight because I am in Fort Worth, Texas. Today, I want to talk about a personality profiling um, system. And in the previous podcast, I talked about the DISC system. But today, and I'm in because I'm in Fort Worth with my daughter, Bridget Capel, I want to talk about Myers-Briggs because Bridget's really interested in this and she's done a lot of studying in it. So I thought since I was here with her that it would be a perfect opportunity to talk about this subject. So here's my daughter, Bridget Capel. Hi, Welcome everyone. to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> Can you tell um, the people that are listening to the podcast a little bit about what you do and um, yeah, so my name is Bridget Capel. I live in Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm here singing with Fort Worth Opera right now. I'm an opera singer, but I'm very interested in Myers-Briggs and typing people, and um, I feel like it's been a really positive uh, influence on my life and has helped me learn how to interact with people better and learn a lot more about myself and it's, it's been a really great thing to know about. Yeah. That's, Excited that's, to share it with you. I think this is, it's, um, these are all good tools mm-hmm. for people to use to understand themselves and also understand other people in their lives so they can, you know, function better and get a better um, feel for how they want to approach, approach their lives in the world. So um, what I understand about Myers-Briggs is that it was developed by um, a woman and her mother and that's Isabel Briggs and um, Catherine Briggs. Is that right? Briggs yeah, Myers. Isabel Briggs Myers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was based on some of the psychological studies um, of Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. And they developed this back, mm, boy, a long time ago, right? What was the year? Do you, do you know? I don't know off the okay, top of my head. Okay, I don't head. either. Um, but anyway, it's been around for a long, long time. Um I know for years I've talked about it with other people. I just I never had a really good grasp on it till the last couple of years, and and it's we've talked about used it a lot. In corporate environments, I think they have um, people employees take it, so they have a better understanding. Um, but I think it goes deeper than that. A lot of people joke that Myers Briggs is um, like horoscopes for people with LinkedIn accounts. Really, I think yeah, <laughs> but I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, um, no. I think so. I think what we've learned about it um, by listening to some of the podcasts we've listened to and some of the books that you've read mm-hmm. and gone through, that it's a really um, useful tool. I think you need to, you know, group it in with a lot of the other systems as well, you know, mm-hmm. to really understand yourself well. And it has more layers than uh, yes, than it's very deep. I, I think mm-hmm. it's. I I still don't feel like I have a really good grasp on it, so that's why I wanted you to talk mm-hmm. about it because so I don't feel like I really understand it. What's your Myers Briggs? I am an ENFJ, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm an INFJ. Yeah. So you're an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Yep. We're both intuitive mm-hmm. feelers. Intuitive feelers. And judgers. And yeah. So yeah. we're similar in on most things. Mm-hmm. So what would be the difference between the two of us? It's the way that our brains operate, the way that we make decisions, and the way that we learn things are actually... Um, a lot more different than the uh, codes that we have. 
So a lot of people think that um, when you hear I'm an ENFJ and, oh, I'm an INFJ, oh, that's so similar. Three letters are the same. But when you dig deeper into the cognitive functions and the way that we absorb information and see the world, it's actually vastly different. Though we do fall into the same category or camp. But I can get into that um, if you want to. Okay. Yeah. I want you to take us through it the best you can to make it make sense to us. Yeah. Pretend like you you're teaching about, it to me. Um being an ENFJ and sure. how that what what your worldview is like. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Cool. D- is it something that you want to talk about more than I do? Because I don't, I don't really understand it exactly. Okay. Well, let, I mean, let me I get know into... I know how I operate, but what does that actually mean? I well, mean, I know I'm extroverted. Okay. So I, I'll start with our category. So there's 16 personality types, and it's a combination of you're either introverted or extroverted. So E or I. Um, then you're sensing or intuitive, S or N, um, thinking or feeling, T or F, and judging or perceiving. So your your four-letter code will be made up of a combination of those letters. Um, and you can combine those letters into these four categories, um, and they kind of, these personality types go together. So there's four in each of these four categories. Okay, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So that introversion, extroversion, I get. That one's pretty easy to understand. The thinking and feeling, I think, is pretty easy for most people to understand. Mm-hmm. Tell me the difference between sensing and intuitive, because I think that's a little harder concept to grasp. Yeah, that one is, is very difficult to um, to understand and even to explain. Um, but most sent- sensors are um, more ingrained in the physical world. They are more tactile, um, more practical usually, and more concerned with the concrete. Okay. Whereas intuitives um, deal more in ideas, projections, abstractions. More big it's, thinking kind of people. That they yeah, have it's not necessarily ideas. big thinking. It's it's m- more ethereal, I guess, okay. um, and less of the real world. It's okay. a little more um, outside of the box thinking. Okay. Whereas um, people with an S in their code are more likely to be um, practical people, traditional people, um, people that uphold um, things that have always been, and they usually draw from uh, experience. Okay. And then what would be the difference between a judger and a perceiver? Because it's the J and the P at the yeah. end, right? So I think a lot of times people get the J wrong because they think, oh, well, I'm I'm judgmental of other right. people, so I yeah. must be a J. Yeah. Um, but it really has nothing to do with uh, how you how you um, perceive other people. It's more about um, how you make decisions. So J's are usually quicker in making decisions. Um, they're to the point. They like order um, as opposed to chaos. And they're not as, they're more planned. Whereas a perceiver um, does well at improvisation, thinking on their feet. They're a little more spontaneous, but sometimes perceivers struggle with the follow through. Okay. So they'll start a, they'll be quick to start a project, but have trouble getting to the end of it because okay. there's something new and exciting and they go, they get that. distracted. Whereas judges sometimes might have trouble starting a project because they don't have the how and the, the, um, plan to get there. So always. that so makes sense. Wanna... That makes sense to me since right. I'm an ENFJ, mm-hmm. I oftentimes have 
really big ideas, but then I have a hard time getting started right. on this project. Because you want to know how to do it the right way. Right. So you need a plan. And I get in my own way. Mm-hmm. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. So that, that can be the, the downside to either being a judge okay. or a receiver. Well, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Just Okay. Now I'll carry on to what you were going to sure. say before. So there's these four categories that um, the personality types fall into, and there's four personality types in each category. So you and I are both NFs. And we fall into the category of diplomat. So in the diplomat category, there are INFPs, INFJs, ENFJs, and INF or INFPs. Did I miss something? Uh, <laughs> INFPs, ENFPs, INFJs, ENFJs. Right. So all yeah. NF. Yeah. Um, and the diplomats um, usually excel in empathy, cooperation. They're imaginative. They're big harmonizers, warm, influential. They really like people, um, even the introverts and the diplomats. Um, They can have trouble with making difficult decisions, though, because um, we're often really concerned with other people's feelings and making Mm. sure everyone in the group feels good or that we ourselves feel good. Yeah. Uh, So that can be part of the struggle with being a diplomat. I bet a lot of our veterinary friends out there are that kind of person Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of empathy there. Yeah. And that's part of our profession. Yeah, and okay. wanting other people to get along, and yeah, but they're they're very warm and inviting, and people. that's called the diplomat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, on the other side of that coin, we have the NTs, and they are nicknamed the analysts. So that's ENTP, INTP, ENTJ, and INTJ. Um. These people are all intuitives, so they're they deal in abstracts. Um, and they're also thinkers, so they're very analytical, very data-focused, rational, um, but imaginative, strategic, and they're uh, interested in what works for them, but they're not always concerned with what will make people happy or how people feel. That's just not their strong suit. So they're not people-pleasers usually? No, because they want to do Whatever's what makes right. sense logically, Okay, and feelings aren't always so much involved with them, but they can sometimes have trouble getting in touch with either other people's feelings, so that's something they often have to work on, or getting in touch with their own feelings because that falls lower in their cognitive stack. Okay. So they are the they probably wouldn't be as interested in this kind of thinking that we're doing right now. Yes Actually, no? analysts sometimes are. Okay. I think the um, intuitive-minded people tend towards this because it's such an abstract concept of right. thinking about people, yeah. um, intuitives are usually drawn to it. Maybe the analysts less so than the diplomats. Usually diplomats are big Myers-Briggs people. Right, right. Um, That's why we like it. Yeah. Because we're anal- both different. Analysts really want that logical, rational way about things. Okay. Um, then we have the SJs. Um, so these are ISFJs. ISF, or, sorry, ISTJs. All right, it's a lot of letters. I know. It is. ESTJ and ESFJ. Okay. So they yeah. all have an S and a J. Um, these are nicknamed the Sentinels. Um, SJs actually make up 50% of the population. So really? odds are if you're having trouble figuring out your type, you might be an SJ because they're, they're very common. And they're the kind of people that have brought the world to where it is today. They like tradition. They're very practical. They like to create order. Um, they're very stable people, and they value security. Really hardworking, meticulous, detailed for sure. They love details. Um, very traditional. You said that, um, and they excel in logistical or administrative fields. 
um, and especially those that rely on hierarchies and rules. So they, you can really see in society how the rule follower it's people. set up by by SJs, right? Because yeah. they're the ones that have to like create the government. Yeah, they and, run the world for sure. And these are the people like in our practices that like to do the like Management. lab work, and they like to make sure everything's going the way it should go. The managers, yeah, definitely yeah. management people. Yeah, spreadsheets. Okay, but then you have you have feeler feelers in the SJs too, right? Um, and they're really concerned with. Nurturing people, planners, party planners. A oh, lot of yeah. SJs I love like doing to. That. Yeah, 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 that's cool. So they, you have a lot in common with with feeler Js too, right. but but they're a little more, um, little more concrete, grounded, traditional, um, stable, a little more data yeah. oriented. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they want everything to be in order and the way it should be. Yeah, the way yeah. it should be is I know a great people, way to phrase it. I know people it out. like that. Are these that's people? That's the way it's always been done. So we're going to keep doing it that so way. So these are it the works. people that don't like to change. Yes. Okay. And that we <laughs> have a lot of those in in businesses, and mm-hmm. that's why sometimes it's difficult to progress. You know, because sometimes we have those people that just like well, don't want to change because it, it works, works. and right. it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. It, yeah, they like to yeah. Uphold I know a lot of these people. And then lastly, we have the SPs. Um, and they are nicknamed the artisans or the explorers. Um, so these are ISFPs, ISTPs, ESTPs, and ESFPs. They all have an S and a P. Okay. Um, sensing perceivers. Um, they're very spontaneous, utilitarian, practical. Um, they're masters of tools and techniques, very hands-on and crafty. Um, they really like sensation and physical things. Um, a lot of musicians, mechanics, anything that's very like tactile and hand and work, something that takes a lot of skill. Okay, is, you usually find these people doing that. Um, but they can sometimes fall into uh, taking risky moves or focusing only on um, sen- sensual pleasures like food or um, even working out. Some sometimes you see. Uh, SP people being people that tend to be overeaters or over um, exercisers, people that are mm-hmm. just like addicted to running. They're very or... in their bodies at okay. all times. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So they're not the type of people that um, are more thinkers. They're more physical. Well, there there are thinkers in there. The um, like for example, an ISTP. Um, you'd usually find being very, they're very intro- introverted and hard to get to know. Um, okay. They like tools, fishing, being out in the woods, oh, but being very okay. secluded, they kind of tend to themselves. Okay. Um, but they're thinkers, you know, yeah. they like they like the science of engineering or, or mechanics. And that's why they the, get into those tactile things mm-hmm. because, okay, that or makes sense. Or ESTPs are, you know, of the thinking variety too, and they're right. usually... Um, I actually, in my field, know a lot of fight coordinators oh, that are ESTPs because they're, they're it's very physical motion. and it's like how your body works, how your muscles work, how um, they're very interested the in that and they really it. can feel it. Yeah. Like, I wonder if- It's our, hard for me to imagine as an intuitive feeler because right. I'm not in my body most of the time. No, no. <laughs> I'm in my head. You're out. Yeah. You're in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, I could imagine people that are really into surgery- in the yes. veterinary field are probably some of these people that yeah. just like surgery, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and because they're perceivers, they're good at improv, improv, uh, sorry, improvising. Okay. Um, good at coming up with stuff on the spot. and Which is a good skill for somebody mm-hmm. like that to have. But they like okay. to get out in the world and interact with the physical. Do stuff. 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. So those are the four categories that All you right. fall into. So that might help you narrow it down ha- your type if you. Yeah, that helps like, a lot. I think it's this is a Myers Briggs is really hard because of all the letters. Mm-hmm. It sometimes feels like alphabet soup. Yes. But I think <laughs> this taking it down to these four, um, well, like the some diplomat, people, you that, can that helps. for sure be like, oh, I'm a I'm an ashtray. I know I'm a sentinel. Like right. I love I love my order. I love my traditions. I yeah. love. And then helps you helps you narrow it down yeah. to what you think you mm-hmm. are. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So what else? What else do we need to know? So will help us type ourselves or at least, you know, maybe get yeah, close. So I hope that's helpful. Um I think it is. I really love the car model. And this is something that I'm borrowing from a personality hacker. Yeah, I love podcast. that podcast. So if you really want to get into Myers Briggs and you want to learn more in depth, they have a great podcast, great website. Yes. Um, what are their names again? Joel Mark, Joel Mark Witt, Witt and, and Antonia Dodge. Oh, yeah. Antonia Dodge. They are really fun to listen Great. to. They're a married couple. Yeah. I'm um, an ENTP and an ENFP. And they're so a very, lot of ideas. And- they're very intellectual. Mm-hmm. That's what I, when I'm listening to them, I'm, I'm amazed at how smart they are. But I do love the way they, I've learned a lot by listening, a lot about Myers-Briggs by listening to them and other stuff too. They talk about other things. Yeah, but, but that's okay. their main focus. Yeah, the car model is a yeah, good thing so to know. so they have this thing called the car model. So if you want to get deeper, so once you figure out your type or you're narrowing it down and you're still having trouble figuring out what it is, or you've taken a test and you're like, mm, that kind of fits me, but I really want to know for sure. Because you have to, after you take the test, you have to read the, like the descriptions, like the longhand descriptions. Yeah. And you also have to not have uh, rose-colored glasses on. Right. Because sometimes you can see that and go like, oh, yeah, that's me, the, all the good stuff. Right. But you have to really acknowledge, you know, some, the of, bad. some of your defects faults mm-hmm. and some of your downfalls yeah um that that are more you difficult have to acknowledge you. acknowledge For your sure. weaknesses and That's not every important. test is totally accurate i highly recommend um digging and finding more information to really do find you your know type. which one you like the best because i've taken I a couple of different ones would recommend 16 personalities okay um, i like because i took it when i originally took it um i was an enfp mm-hmm. but that wasn't right no, I, I was ENFJ. wrong too. I thought yeah. I was an INTJ. I thought I was right. a thinker. And right. then one time, one day, I, I was like, there's no way I'm a feeler. <laughs> you did I, not I was in denial. <laughs> yeah. And then I went and looked deeper and I was like, oh no, I am an INFJ through yeah. and through. Well, and yeah. INFJs are pretty rare, right? Mm, that, like they they're say more that. of the rare types. I don't know types. how accurate that is, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what they say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell us the about car the car model, model that um, the personality yeah. hackers use. So there's these things. They're called cognitive functions. And within your four-letter code, you have a stack of functions which describe the order in which your brain works and the order in which you develop throughout your life. So it gets a little more complicated. But um, the way they break it down is imagine you're in a car and you have four seats. You have two in the front and two in the back. And in the front part of your car, you have your driver. And this is your main function. This is where you feel most at home. Um, People might describe it as your flow state. um, And it's kind of where you sit at most of the time. And if you are spending too much time not in your driver function, you can get um, depressed and not not quite feeling right because that's what you've always relied on your whole life. So It's how you take in the world. Would that mean if... Let's say you're an introvert and you were spending too much time with people. 
Yeah, is that for me, kind of what that means? So, yeah. So my first function is an introverted function. Mm-hmm. Um, then going next to your driver's seat is your co-pilot function. That's your second function. And my second function is an extroverted one. So if I'm okay. spending too much time in that world and I'm yeah. neglecting my introverted driver, um, yeah, I start to get a little tired and miserable and I just need to retreat into my show. Yeah. You um, feel like you're not right. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm so sorry. you have the co-pilot. To, That's okay. I'm trying to clarify this. Um, and then you're so you want to develop your driver and your co-pilot once you figure out what those are. Um, because they work in tandem and they really, once you have those two developed, you are a more complete person and balanced. Um, then in the back of your car, you have your 10-year-old process, which functions at about the um cognitive ability of a 10-year-old. When person. you were 10 years when you were 10 years old, maybe just a 10-year-old in general. Okay, in general. Um because it's always there, but it's always going to operate with that kind of playful clum- clumsiness. It's not – it will never quite be as sophisticated as your driver or your co-pilot. Okay. And then lastly, you have your three-year-old, which is your um, your last inferior function, they usually call it. Um, and that is one that always kind of has the clumsiness of a three-year-old. It's never quite developed. It's usually the place you go when you're not at your best, when you're um, – when you're throwing you struggle a tantrum to take or in the world ugly. that way, and when and some people when they're in the wrong career path or in the wrong situation are forced to use their inferior function too much, and that can really cause you to get into a state of not understanding yourself, feeling like something's wrong with you, feeling out of place, feeling depressed. Um, so I think it's important to know that because if you can get into um, a daily routine or a career path that. Um, features your driver and your co-pilot functions, you can be very happy. You're going to be happier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was really struggling with their career or the way they feel in life, learning about this might help them find a better direction or at least figure out how to nurture the driver and the co-pilot. Yeah. You might, you might learn how to better take care of yourself. Okay. So say. you don't. So you're not in that back seat all the time in that three year old, right? Okay. Because it's just that relying on that function too much um, is it's just too much pressure for it. It can't handle it. It doesn't operate the the way, the way that the driver does, to, right? It's okay. not the driver you've been using since you were born. That's how you've been taking in the world and learning information and making decisions. And you have to honor that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you have to know that that's that's how you take it in. So okay. I know for me. Being an introvert, my first function is called introverted intuition, um, which means that I spend most of my time just kind of absorbing data and making patterns. So my brain is just kind of internally making connections at all times. Um, And so if I spend too much time outside of my head, um, I'm missing that part of me. So sometimes I have to take time to retreat to myself so that my brain can process all of the information that I've taken in and make the connections. So you don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay. And I can get more into that. So there are eight cognitive functions, um, and they're always a combination of um, introverted or extroverted with either sensing or intuition, like we talked about before. Yeah. Or introverted and extroverted with thinking or feeling. Okay. So I'll go through the the learning processes first. The learning processes – are either intuition or sensing. So this is how we take in information. This is how we learn and and perceive the world. They're called perceiving functions. Okay. Intuition. That makes sense. Um, So introverted intuition is nicknamed perspectives. 
um, extroverted intuition is nicknamed exploration. Okay. Um, and these are the, the, this is the function where you have lots of ideas and you're throwing, throwing things out into the world. And, um, it's kind of like a constant flow of things, but they, but extroverted intuition, people have to get it out. Um, it's so not, these it's are not your, so much internal. your real talkers that yeah. are just yeah. kind of always throwing out their big thoughts. And then you have introverted sensing, which is nicknamed memory, and extroverted sensing, which is nicknamed sensation. Okay. And these all these different functions will be in the car model for different people. Yeah, depending okay. on what your code is. Okay. So ENFJ, IMFJ, right. that's your code. Right. Then once you know that, you can break down your cognitive functions. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then you have your decision-making processes or your judging functions. And this is how you make decisions about what you perceive in the world. Um, you have introverted thinking or nicknamed accuracy, extroverted thinking, nicknamed effectiveness, introverted feeling, uh, nicknamed authenticity and extroverted feeling, which is nicknamed harmony. Okay. So it gets kind of it gets kind of complicated. Yeah, um, that's why I think Myers Briggs is so hard to understand because it is complicated. But it's so very interesting if you can keep eight, looking into it. Exactly. Right. Four of those eight things in your will car be model. in your car. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you are an introvert, your first function will always be an introverted one. Okay. And your sec- second function, your co-pilot, will be an extroverted will be one. The opposite. And they're paired. Um, and so sometimes people will talk to me and say, well, I'm, I don't think I'm an introvert or an extrovert. I'm an ambivert. I'm both. Sometimes I need to be alone. Sometimes I need to be with people. And I would argue that that's true for everyone. Yes. Because if you're an extrovert and your first function is extroverted, your second function is introverted or vice versa. Right. So, so everybody has all of those things. So you're just in different levels. You're just on a spectrum. Some people need people to operate, but then they have to go into their co-pilot and take in the world and um, do some perceiving or decision-making. Right. Well, and that explains why I, as an extrovert, can be at work all day and be perfectly happy, but when I go home, I don't want to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. because I've been extroverting all day. Yeah. And then I need to go home and kind of decompress. Right. Okay. But you get your energy from being with other people. Correct. Yeah. Like- uh, another good way to figure out if you are an extrovert or an introvert, introvert is if you have had the worst day ever, just a long day, um, and you are coming home at the end of that, do you want to just be in complete isolation? Or would you like to pick up the phone or have one other person there with you? And if you're the kind of person that would like to decompress to one other person, then you're an extrovert. Okay. It only takes that. Right. It's not like you're if going you need to a party to unwind every night. It, exactly. Yeah. If you need to unwind it with someone else um, on the phone, in person, wherever, um, with interaction. Because you're, you're getting expert. it outside your head, mm-hmm. and that's where the extra. Whereas me comes as an in. introvert, if I've had just a rough time, a long day, not even a rough time, just a day where just I've been around people a lot, yeah. I have to come home and actually not talk and to be anyone. by myself because my, my brain needs time to be alone right. and think. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. That'll help people. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything else that um, you think well, your t- listeners would want to know? Tell me a little bit more about the car model, um, the different um, words, like the harmony people and what are those, what are those people kind okay, of like? Okay. So the functions, yeah, yeah, this yeah, the helps. Functions. If you can figure out your driver function too, that narrows it down to two types. Right. So if you I can figure out your, lot. if you can figure out if you're a sentinel or a explorer or a diplomat, 
Um, then you have four types. And then if you can figure out your driver, then you're down to two, right. which helps a lot. Which is nice, yeah. Yes. So harmony people, extroverted, extroverted feeling people, um, often want the group. They're very concerned with outward interaction of people and wanting the group to feel um, together. They want a sense of cooperation. They're collaborators. And yeah. Um, so if you lead with extroverted feeling, you are very concerned with other people and how they're feeling um, and making that environment good for them. And I think that's Which my is driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's how I am because I and love they all, they getting- like conflict too. Oh, I love conflict. (laughs) (laughs) You know that. So you like to be in a group of people and solve a problem and help people get along. Right. And get to the people laugh at me when I say I like conflict, but the reason I do is because I like to resolve it. Right. Like I love to take two people that are unhappy and then kind of get them happy. Mm -hmm. If I can get two people that are fighting to not fight and like hug at the end, that is like gold to me. Yeah. So that's why I'm a harmony person, right? Mm -hmm. That's my driver. Okay. Yeah. And that's how you've always, that's your main mode of operation. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, And then you have your introverted feeling. So these people are concerned with authenticity. They want what feels right to me. What is right in this situation? What is the moral thing to do? What will make me feel like I did the right thing? And they're not concerned about what other people think about that then? No, it's more, um, it's internal. It's introverted. So It has to feel right to them. Yep. They have a very strong sense of right and wrong and um, morals, I guess, is the best way I can can explain it. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's personal morals. It's this feels right to me. And that's what um, Tristan is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Deep feelers. Very deep, deep feelers. Very complicated people, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then your other judging functions are extroverted thinking or effectiveness. So these people are, if this is your driver, you're really good at um, thinking. Hmm, How do I explain this? Thinking in the physical world. It's about what works. So, um, a good way to describe it is an effectiveness person would care about the cleaning product that they're using. Like this one is the best one because it works well. And it does and they the care best about that. job. It's effective. And that's that's what matters okay. to me. Um, so I want things to be practical. I want it to be the best. The, so I want it to work works, the best way. They're concerned with mm-hmm. like what works best. So effectiveness people are often like seen in engineering positions or CEO positions because it's you'd want them engineering to, your plane. What is going something. to get ahead and what is going to work correctly every single time okay. yeah. consistently. Um, and then you have introverted thinking people and they are concerned with data collection. So they want to facts. take in all the facts and all the information and they they typically have all kinds of random facts and data and it's all organized in their head. Um, so it's the opposite of the effectiveness. It's all internal. They're constantly hmm. absorbing numbers and they're in oriented in and kind science of, kind and of ranking them or mm-hmm. putting them in order. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So that is all the judging processes. Um, then we have the perceiving processes. So these are a little more um now, are the judging are the judgings always the drivers or no? Nope. Um, you it could just have a depends on or a judging. Gotcha. Function. Okay. Um, the judging 
processes are how you make decisions. Right. So if you lead with a judging process, you're probably pretty good at making decisions. You probably don't waste a lot of time pondering. Worrying about. It's like, I know this, if I'm a extroverted feeler, I'm going to make the decision that makes everyone feel good. Right. Because why wouldn't I? Right. Or if I'm a extroverted thinker, I'm going to make the decision that is the most practical and will work the best okay. in the real world. Yeah. Disregarding people's feelings. Yeah. They don't, as long as it's working, they don't care. Yeah. So okay. you're making decisions, happy. but it's based in based on that. what you drive. With. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, the learning processes or perceiving, perceiving functions. So you have extroverted sensing or sensation. So these are all the SPs. All the SPs have sensation. So it's all about tactile, physical, um, how it feels physically with your body, with your hands, with um, they're, they're very hands-on Whatever's people. going on, but it's all about the way it feels. Yeah. So sometimes um, people that lead with extroverted sensing can, like I said, get um, into unhealthy behaviors, either um, being out in the world u- using substances, drinking alcohol, eating a lot of food, or yeah. they can go the other way and be compulsive exercisers and go too right. far with it. Really um, physical. But it's all like, Yeah. Based on tasting and feeling and everything is very sensory to them. Hmm. Um, Then you have the introverted sensing people. And these are all of the SJs. All the SJs are memory people. And that's why they're so tradition focused. Like they have very vivid, like internal feelings of how it should be or how it has been. Um, They can remember everything. So these are the people that you know, in their childhood, if they had certain things that were good to them or, or worked for them, that they would always want to do it that way. Yeah. yeah like their exactly. Christmas celebrations or their family exactly. gatherings. And that's why they really love throwing important. those parties. It's like, yeah. this is a big thing. It's important to us. And this is how we've done it. And it's important to me because this is how my grandmother's grandmother did it. And, and I they honor that traditions. Memory. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of like a, an internal Yeah, I know people process. like that. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to change it because it's it's. It's important to them. It's special. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, And then you have extroverted intuition, which I got into a little bit before. Right. So these are extroverts that actually don't need people to operate. They are idea-based, and it's about throwing ideas out there and trying stuff. Um, They're they're exploration. They're probably the inventors and the people that come up with new things. Yeah, or jokesters. A lot of people, they just have, they're witty and they have a lot of ideas, but it can't just quite stay inside. It's, they have to get it out into the world somehow. Like comedians or people that Mm -hmm. have to be funny. Okay. Yeah. They, they spend a lot of their time exploring ideas, but they really only need one other person to do that. And a lot of times um, people that lead with extroverted intuition think that they're introverts because they don't really want to be around people, but they do want to share their ideas. Um, I actually know a lot of uh, people that are extroverted intuition people. My husband is one um, because they're like because they're in the artsy kind of fields. Or the, well, is that what they're, they're intuitive. attracted to? Yes, okay. I, I would say so. Yeah. At least more abstract thinking. Probably more people that um, do things like the podcasts and things like that. Mm-hmm. They like to get ideas they like to out share into the world. Ideas. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And they don't exactly. necessarily have somebody have to have somebody else. They don't they're need just, a crowd. I mean, they. Yeah. I think that they excel in large groups of people, but they're totally happy to just be in one on one. And I think they can get overwhelmed sometimes with too many people. Yeah. Because they need 
that they need your attention so that you, they can get their ideas and floating out they there. They want you to understand them. Mm-hmm. They want you to get it. Yeah. So maybe so. teachers. Yeah, I could see. I could see that yeah. a lot of teachers being being um, explored. Okay. Um, And then lastly, introverted intuition. And I think this is the hardest one to explain because it's kind of an invisible function. And a lot of people um, that lead with introverted intuition don't really recognize it happening because it's a very introverted process and it's a perceiving learning process. So this is what INTJs use and INFJs use, like myself. Um, And it's just kind of a general like putting pieces of the puzzle together. Like you have a web of information and you're filling in the gaps kind of constantly. But if um, people that lead with introverted intuition don't have time to get back and process that, um, it can be an overwhelming amount of stuff. Because they take in in so much. Mm -hmm. They take in everything that everyone else is putting out. Yes. Kind of absorb it. Yeah. So I'd say uh, INFJs are often watching connections between people. And seeing how one person is affecting another person or watching how they are affecting another person or putting together how a person is feeling and seeing. Um, they kind of see 10 steps ahead. Like okay, they are so they very, know where it's going. They are very future-oriented, especially um, e, or INTJs um, lead with this function. And they are really good at knowing, like, this is the tech or this is the way it's going to be in 10 years. They can oh, okay. see down the road. Because Way more they than have most put people. together all the, the pieces already, and they know like that's how it's going to play out. Hmm. That's but it's hard to it's hard to diagnose that yourself because right. it's it's kind of happening invisibly in the background. Yeah. and it, it's true with all the functions, but some of them are a little more um, obvious and either easier to pick up on right. than others. Right. But yeah, that's kind of a rundown of them all. So if, that's if one of those sounded, it is complicated. Yeah, it, it's very complicated, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Because um, I know with the way my brain works, I've listened to a lot of this and studied a lot of it, and I still don't have a really strong grasp on it. Yeah. But I know you do. I would say if you're a visual person, look up a diagram. Just search cognitive functions. That helped me a lot just to see it visually. Um, makes a lot more sense. Is that is there something out there that you can look at, um, like for the car model as well, mm-hmm. or is that all on personality? If you search hacker? the car model, they have a they have a um, graphic okay. of what it looks like, and they'll give you examples of what your car model might look like depending on your type, yeah, and how um, your brain would work. But I would say focus on figuring out your driver based on those eight functions and start with that, mm-hmm. so you can kind of get a handle on it. Because after that, it gets more complicated. You can yeah. get into loops um, where you skip over I know. a function, That's and, what's really and when you spiral in a loop, this. you get really stressed. And, yeah, um, I think so. it's useful though if you can figure out at least some of this information and get a little bit of a grasp mm-hmm. on it, even if you can understand the difference between the way you process ideas and the way other people do as well. And even just to understand that there's differences because Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing about operating in the world is understanding the way you see things is different than the way other people see things Mm -hmm. and holding space for that because we don't always allow other people. Yeah, it does. It really makes a difference. Yeah. If you know, Oh my, my coworker, so-and-so is an analyst and I'm a diplomat and he seems to walk all over my feelings and doesn't, you know, is, is inconsiderate and insensitive and they just don't see 
you that way. And yeah. they're not really trying to be insensitive. They just are trying it's to get to the, the point way and collecting the data and throwing mm-hmm. out their ideas. Yeah. So if you can allow space and they might for not that understand person. you. Right. Yeah. So if you yeah. can recognize that and go, oh, that's just the way that person operates. Yeah. And like I get pe- you. People like me who are harmony people, other people don't understand why they care about everyone getting along. Why is exactly. it so important to them? They don't get that, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that that's what's so cool about all this personality profiling stuff, but particularly this Myers-Briggs. I think mm-hmm. it, it's complicated, but I think it's worth going into. So mm-hmm. hopefully um, this is a good introduction for the listeners and maybe we can talk about it again because yeah. you probably have well, more. Well, you wanted to say um, that it's not about putting people in a box. That's right. what's very important. Right. It's very, it's, that's very important. Even with the I, disc and everything mm-hmm. else that we talk about, I, I think some people try to use it to label people and then dismiss them because they're mm-hmm. different. And or that's they're, not, they're intimidated by it. Right. They're like, well, I don't want everyone to know exactly how I operate or, right. or I don't think that's fair because I'm a person with nuance, which is true. Well, and we all are. Mm-hmm. Like we're all individuals. Even if you label me as an ENFJ. You're not going to be the same as the next ENFJ because right. you're on a completely different journey and path and life experience. Right. All that plays a role. Yeah. So it's not to put anybody in a box. It's just to more understand yourself and get a little bit a better idea how you see the world and then how other people do so you can, you know, get along better because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about, right? And yeah. have a happy life. So, well, I'm really appreciative that you wanted to do this with me today and, um, Bridget also has a podcast that she does <laughs> called Eat My Hat, which is a whole different, whole <laughs> different, different ball genre. game. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. But if you want to listen to something different, you can listen to Bridget and Eric on Eat My Hat. And um, hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah, I, I hope so we can talk some more. I hope about, it was a oh, yeah. good overview. I think um, so. It, I and mean, it gives I, you some of the deeper stuff r- right. if you want to look into it more. <laughs> yeah, I think people should. Yeah. So hopefully they will. All right. Thanks yeah, for doing thanks this. For I really on. appreciate it. <laughs> Bye.